Hey everybody, uh, I'm back. Uh, we got uh, we got a microphone. We got uh, everything we need to uh, continue the the gravy train rolling westward mm. into the sea. Mm, wait, it's an uncomfortable train. <laughs> We're up to our necks in gravy, but it's a free ride. So, so I I and I and I guess in my time away, it would be prudent to announce. Uh, I'm announce I I've opened a restaurant where. Um, <laughs> You eat gravy out of the ocean. <laughs> well, I always wanted it to have more salt, so this is perfect for me. <laughs> no, it's great to be back. I've missed you guys so much, and uh, yeah. here we are. Here we are on the precipice of new episodes once again. Well, yeah. kind of, yeah. Um, hey, shut your shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one, I don't know. I don't know what you guys got up to when I was gone, but the ship is righted now. <laughs> Yes. Well, absolutely. I only mean that as a segue to announce that the episode you're about to hear is an old episode that we recorded yes. before our break. So uh, this will be old. It'll have like month old references, I guess. That's <laughs> Maybe, right. I don't know. It's it's so dated. Five weeks dated. Oh, it's like dead. Uh, but no, uh, we, we wanted to keep it as, as sort of a, uh, you know, a safety net for for us coming back and having having some uh, some time to get things up. So. That being said, here it is. We are back on the weekly. Mwah. I made a cocktail tonight. Oh, please tell me all about it. I made, I made a cocktail. I'm getting juiced up this one, this one is sort of a classic cocktail uh, from the old days, from the old Savoy uh, bartender's guide. Losing um, interest. Continue. Is, it's called a brown derby. <laughs> and more interest it's back is so it's served in a chilled coop and it is mm, less uh, less less <laughs> with uh grapefruit <laughs> juice and honey syrup and bourbon okay yeah um, and you're just born of a different era you would have been so much happy <laughs> you would have been so much happier in some sort of fairy kingdom <laughs> well i did I, just as a <laughs> the honey syrup is homemade if you're if you're wondering <laughs> i squirted it from my little honey bottle <laughs> Yeah, my, my own little me. bumblebee, <laughs> my secretions, <laughs> my own comb and hive. Doctors have another name for it. I call it human honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I harvest this right from the. I got this right from the bee space, which is you know the terminology for you know the gap yes. in the in the in the honey hives. And so the bee space sort of allows me to tap into bee energy. Whenever mm -hmm. I'm sort of needing it, and I need a little sweet, little sweetness. <laughs> you just squirt it out and then eat it. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, I, I tap into the. If it comes from you, can't be bad for you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> what comes from you can't be bad for you, Andy. <laughs> Andy, what comes from you can't be bad for you. Well, hey, good morning, everybody. Saturday morning, Tuesday is children's podcast, but adult, car adult, adult cartoons. I'm, no, it's it's fine. We're running through it. I'm Austin. Austin. Austin was just recently bragging about how quickly he can get through our... <laughs> Get through our opening segment. And I, I'm pleased it was it was relatively quick. Was I'm Rory. Quick. 
I'm I'm Andy, and, and, and uh, no, 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 it's oh, fine. No, it's no, I don't get, no, no, oh, it's not okay. important. No, we're we're just okay. getting through the podcast. We're doing it again because <laughs> here's the problem: is that I'm stuck in a time loop, and oh. they're not. And this is like one of those runs where they cut him out of the movie because they just want to show that this has been done a whole lot of times, and a lot of these time loops just aren't going to be interesting. So and we're in like a, those... we're in like a textless montage. Moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is one of those loops where I'm just like kind of giving up. And I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be stuck in this time loop, this joyless time loop that just keeps happening. And then we get done recording the podcast and then I wake up and then we have to record the podcast again. And, and it's the same episode every time. Like you don't exactly, even get to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, man, that's Yeah, sucks. same episode, right. And that's, well, I know. And you say that it sucks and then Rory says, oh, okay, whatever. And then you're right. And then I say, it's kind of like Groundhog Day. And then Rory's like, yeah, Groundhog Day, if it was less funny, right. And so you say this every time we go through it, you know. Wow. Wow, do you even need us here to do the episode today then? No, I mean I I can I can say everything you're about to say. I know everything you're going to do. I know all oh. of your opinions. And so, you know, this kind of again, this is one of those this <laughs> is not important to the plot. This run through is is, you know, just I'm just trying to get it through. Just trying to get it over with, you know? So, how does the loop start over again? Is it like when you die or when you go to sleep? Well, you know, I sometimes I sleep, sometimes I do die. Um, mm. but then I wake up again and then it's, you know, time to record the podcast so what's something that i've never done in any of the loops i can maybe help you get get through this easier right if i if i get if i become unpredictable for you oh sure sure yeah well what you haven't done yet is probably your cheryl crow impression wow you know why i haven't done that though right austin well i keep asking and you never tell me of course one man show Yeah, I, I got to keep crow in her cage. You know what I mean? Gotta keep, <laughs> she's got to stay good. in a bird cage. This is new for the loop for me. So this is oh, so really we're, we're, we've gone off track now. So I know I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, thank God. Uh, well, we watched a couple episodes of a show today. Oh, I think we're back on track now, aren't we? Yeah, no, I know. Damn this it. Part. Yeah. Well, whatever. We did. We did. We, we, we've started a hey, new we're not looping. Everything's fine for you and me. So. Oh, God. I know. Yeah. I'm having a great time. This is all fresh. It's, it's just Austin who's now the, the, the problem. You know, we, yeah. do, we now have to deal with a really belligerently. <laughs> He's got a problem that doesn't really affect us. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Until I somehow get you guys stuck in the loop along with me. But we'll see. <laughs> it's happened before in some shows. Right. Yeah. Now. Neither of these shows have time loops, or at least not the ones that we're watching right now, because if you recall, last week we started a new sort of mega arc about magical girls, and we're watching a ton of Sailor Moon and a few other paired shows along with it, and we've started with Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and so we're doing both of those again today, and uh, and we kind of got more into what I would say, like the 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 meat of Star a little bit, like into into sort of its its uh, chunkies. Yeah, it's it's confidence, I guess, uh, with at least one of the episodes. Do you remember um, that soup chunkies? Chunkies? <laughs> <laughs> like Was Campbell's there a soup called chunky chunkies? soup? Just like yeah, a Chunky's Campbell soup. A okay. Chunky's Campbell soup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the brand Chunkies and their you know they're varietal Campbell soup. <laughs> it's just like the Campbell my mom made. Uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 ex- I'm excited. I love this arc. I love I love what it's allowing us to watch. How are you guys feeling? <laughs> I'm I loved it. it. We I'm loving week. these girls. I'm loving He's, these magical girls. 
These girls are so fun. Uh, I, I, we, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but I think we should start with Star. Are you guys down with that? Sure. I think we should start with Star. Okay. Well, we always do. Which one do we normally and start with? it's going <laughs> to turn out fine. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Maybe we could have. Ah, oh, whatever. We'll just, we'll, we'll make Austin more bored. Uh, and God so why don't, why don't we just, uh, why don't we loop right in? Let's yeah, die. That, that, it never works. Every time <laughs> you try to make that joke. Every time you eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess this is probably the, you know, hundredth time you've heard it. But for those of us in, you know, experiencing time linearly, yeah. uh, let me go ahead and uh, explain to you what happened this week with Star versus the Forces of Evil. Episode 6A, Muberty. Mm. Star experiences Muberty. That is, her skin breaks out in hearts whenever she is near boys. <laughs> Although Marco thinks this is much like the earthly condition, Star's is more extreme. She sprouts hearts all over her body and transforms into a butterfly creature that captures boys and steals them away. <laughs> Marco turns to Glossaric, a genie inside Star's Book of Magic, for advice on how to stop her. <laughs> okay, this was a cool one. This has all just been a lead up to getting to watch Muberty for the podcast. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> for me, anyway. I love okay. this episode so much. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I Austin, tell you're the you're the one who's seeing this fresh. What do you what do you uh-huh, think? Uh huh. Okay. Well, so as a side note, um, I have now watched every episode up to this point. That's um, right. You did some so homework. I did a little homework. I I'm you now sort of, it. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. So yeah, I've seen the first now five five episodes of Star, mm-hmm. um, and then this episode or this half of the episode, um. And, uh, yeah, I'm really starting to groove with it. I'm really feeling it. Um, and Muberty is fun. You know, they really do like to kind of ride this line in Star. It feels like a little, they always get a yeah, little, she, uh, a little punk because she goes kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. she is, uh, fully kind of a predator in this episode. <laughs> I mean, there's the part where she's a literal predator, but then, uh, when yeah. she's like, <laughs> This kid's drinking from the drinking fountain, and she just plugs it with her finger and says, my turn. <laughs> it's intense. Yeah. yeah. She is horned. She's in heat. <laughs> um, essentially, horned. has some sort of magical horniness escapade that yeah. <laughs> takes over her body. God, it's so fucking funny to me. And I, I, we have to say it, as soon as she starts breaking out in these heart-shaped pimples... Uh, you know, she knows what's coming. And as, as if to sort of like visually augment what she knows is about to happen, she takes her hair and like moves it in front of her face like fucking Sadako from The Ring and starts walking around like a hunched monster. <laughs> oh, and I can't tell how much of it is the Muberty or how much it's Star just kind of like playing up what's what's happening to her but it looks really funny and she's absolutely like a crazy person yeah now before we we get further in we have to start with how the episode starts which is with oscar oh, the oscar. paramour of uh of star <laughs> and he's singing probably one of the best made-up songs i've ever heard in a show it's really funny we have to play it in entirety right now because <laughs> yeah, um, like... i busted a gut my friends <laughs> 
Mom, don't tell me what to do. I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to follow your rules. I'm gonna live in my car at the school. Hey, hey. The other one the other one was the Why don't you clean your room, Mom? I don't like your boyfriend, Mom. Yeah, both of them are, are really good. Um but God, fuck, it's funny. It's so funny. It's just like I really like this show's sense of humor that it has begun mm-hmm. to develop. Um they don't go for easy jokes. I just I always love when they're not just like recreating what feels like a joke is and they're actually like choosing to do funny stuff that yeah yeah there's a there's a sequence that in any other context when talking about this episode probably would be pretty unremarkable we might not even bring it up but to your point there uh marco marco when he needs to try and help star he's like okay what about your uh your magic book maybe that'll help and she's like oh I uh, I lost that to Ferguson in a bet. <laughs> and so he has to go find Ferguson and he walks up to the window and he's in Spanish class and everyone in Spanish class has to speak Spanish. And Ferguson is just being a piece of shit as Marco talks to him through the window and he <laughs> only responds in Spanish and he's like, I can't speak in anything but Spanish. <laughs> yeah, the show subtitles itself. It's cool. Yeah. Something about that scene and that dynamic felt like really fresh. Like, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever seen that particular... You know, you watch TV and you're like, I've seen this scene before. I know yeah, what this scene's going to be. Right. Like, something about that scene didn't feel like anything I'd seen before. Well, Ferguson is this just little frog boy. He's, <laughs> he's just fun. Um, and they re- they really find a voice from a little bit later. In the first episode that we watched, remember, he's kind of just an just kind of an embarrassing, sloppy nerd. Yeah. And then they've. They find they find his weirdness a little okay. bit later. Same with Jana, obviously. Oh, yeah, Jana has begun. Cool. <laughs> she's because she's also a psycho. With her thing. You'll need me one of these because I stole your keys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jana is a a monster. I think Jana Jana is actually like she that they don't tone that down. I think they just keep leaning into how frightening Jana is. (laughs) What I'm enjoying is that they're introducing characters without making a whole episode to introduce them without making a lot of fanfare and without sort of like, this is the new girl in school, Jana. It's just like, yeah, Jana's just always been there to them. And we're just kind of just now getting to see her. And I, I enjoy the way they introduce characters in that way. It just feels really natural. Um, and you, yeah, you just kind of feel like you're peering in on Marco's school. Yeah. What what I think is probably the the biggest thing about this episode is that if you haven't gathered already, uh, it's basically it's a horror movie when we come back to Star every time, uh, and it's it's like framed exactly like a horror movie would be. Like this guy, like she stuffs her, like Marco hides her in a locker, and she has this like cocoon experience inside the locker where like the owner of the locker shows up and opens it up and it's like full of like a terrifying purple nest and all we see are her eyes and mouth and she's like boy boy it's so unsettling and creepy (laughs) and then like when we see the full cocoon like her handprint appears on the inside and then five more handprints because yes. she's now got six arms. I don't well, know. It's just, it's so masterfully creepy. Yes. And it's also cool. I love it anytime. If you have a character who is like a magical person from another dimension, 
don't make them just be a person. Yeah. Make them be yeah. weird and interesting and have cool stuff. <laughs> and you can, everything we understand about humanity is an opportunity to take a divergent pathway when you're writing fantasy, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there are so many opportunities to do interesting stuff. And Muberty is is just one of those ways. Yeah, I really, I really like that. And, uh, and you know, she transforms into this butterfly creature and is just like, she's just like gooing up all the boys, like keeping them in cages almost around the school. Uh, like boy she's just... hives, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> she's, boy put, hives. she's put boys into, into lockers and then sort of secreted over the lockers to <laughs> store them for later, I guess. <laughs> she's, yeah, for winter, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and yeah, uh, you know, we'll get back to Marco in a second, but like the, the climax of her, of her craziness is when, uh, when she finally hears Oscar and his guitar singing more of his song from across the parking lot. And, uh, she fully takes him, his car and everything up into the sky with her. <laughs> we think maybe that's the last we've well, seen of a, her. There's a, there's a long buildup to that, to that joke, mm-hmm. which makes it, the payoff is really funny. Marco tries to stop her, and then, you know, we get a glib line from Glossaric about how he's just making it worse. And Glossaric had, at this point, already kind of explained a lot about how, like, this is just what happens to humans. Like, there's no stopping it. This is muberty. And and he finally realizes that he lets her go, and uh, she flies off sort of into the sunset. (laughs) And for a moment, we think that's it. And then she just steals Oscar into the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like... And this moment is actually kind of incredible because the audio cuts out and mm-hmm. it just, mm-hmm. it's this long drawn out moment with, with no music, with no sound effects. It's just like this fucking Mothra woman who is absconded <laughs> with, a, with a man in his car. Uh, <laughs> Marco's just staring at it all happening and like, yeah. Yeah, it's really kind of takes really... your breath away a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah, his horrible song that he's been singing and his his bad guitar playing that he he does with his tongue. Like, yeah, she flies off into the clouds and it sort of just like fades away to nothing. It's really it's a really nice moment. I like it a lot and terrifying. We should we should also briefly talk about Gl- Glossaric, which is a yeah. new character this week. Um, Glossaric is. Uh, yeah, I guess he's kind of a genie. He's got genie vibes, but he lives in her book, her magic book. And he's kind of, he's not like, as you learn over the course of the show, he is, he's not really like a real person. He's more like, like an extra dimensional manifestation of like magic itself in a lot of ways. Like he's very, he's very like un unexplainable. And he knows a lot of things, but he clearly doesn't feel like pressured to tell you a lot of things. And right. <laughs> uh, he seems to have uh, a kind of trickster's like mentality about it. And, and he disposition. Loves, yeah, <laughs> tricks the trickster's disposition. <laughs> <laughs> and he loves his pudding. And he's voiced by Jeffrey Tambor, which you know, obviously, r- recently we we have somewhat learned that Jeffrey Tambor is uh, it, it takes to to anger and yelling on set to people who don't deserve it. And so. Uh, uh, they they did have to recast him at a certain point. Disney was like, nah, not going to deal with that. Not this um, one. Yeah, not this one. But for, for the first, like, majority of the show, it is it is Jeffrey Tambor. And I will say he does quite a good job. Uh, his There's a line that he does in this episode where, uh, the, like, he's, Marco's brought him pudding. Scrape the edges. Yeah. 
Scrape the sides. <laughs> it's empty. You ate it all. Scrape the sides. <laughs> I yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a good it's a good set of things and it's it's arresting and uh it it's shocking and then it's over eleven minutes later and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, there was I did have a momentary um bit of worry when Jeffrey Chambers' character was introduced. When Glossark was introduced, it his first vocal choice kind of felt like he was making a accent yeah. choice. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it immediately leveled out to his regular voice. And yeah, I don't know. It's I, weird I, because he does have sort of like twisty shoes and is kind of going for this again, this sort of genie aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. But he does also in some shots, he's wearing no pants and has kind of a tunic <laughs> and these sort of shapely hairy legs that show yep. off a, quite a lot of skin. And then in <laughs> another shot, he's got pants on. And I don't know. uh if that's like a mistake or if it's just that kind of trickster's disposition uh, <laughs> where he just sort of is wearing different things and it doesn't matter, like continuity, like he, he you know, I, defies yeah, continuity. I, I think it's definitely more that. I think that uh, pretty much everything with Glosseric is kind of like blank and it's different. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a weirdie. They're all weirdies. And then Star is back to normal at the end. She's just like, cool except uh crucially she now has grown her her puberty wings <laughs> and she's got these tiny little There's pink wings such a funny moment i think i think part of it's because this episode is in a lot of ways it feels like kind of a reversal on how how an episode like this normally goes with her being sort of she's got this sort of predatory masculine energy uh-huh um and when they, at the end, when she flies back down and is now, you know, changed, she's now gone through the uh, the hero's journey and is uh, a hero ability with the ability to affect change. Uh, they hug and Marco says, what was that? As if she has sprung a boner. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too far into it. But like with the, with the whole episode's sort of demeanor. Uh-huh. It does have a funny, it's a funny little line. I don't think it's meant to like imply that, but I think it's meant to invoke that. Well, I know, mean that tone. You can't, you cannot deny that star going through a tumultuous, terrifying alternate universe puberty has created a physical change in her. And then she and sprouted something at the end. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like there's, there's some metaphors happening. I don't think you're wrong to feel that way. Uh, cause yeah, now she's got these little wings, these like tiny little fluttering beat, like butterfly wings that are like barely an inch or two long at the, on her back. Um, yeah. And, and watching this for the first time, that's definitely like, it's, it's exciting for somebody watching the show to know that like there is as a human that she will maybe gain thing, you know, that the things will maybe mm-hmm. change. Yeah, her. The, there's the, that like, Ooh, there's... is she going to get like bigger wings and <laughs> yeah she's she's like getting you know she's getting dlc as the show goes uh-huh. <laughs> oh i forgot to mention she has a real strong tina belcher moment at one point where uh where she's in the lockers and the whole swim team comes by and is like god, oh my yes. god yeah, the swim team. <laughs> well i guess we gotta do our warm-ups out here because somebody pooped in the pool and then they all bend over at the same time and just point their pert butts at her in the locker and she's just like oh <laughs> 
<laughs> and the swim team are all just you know explosively ripped hunks yeah i feel like on a on a bob's burgers part of the joke is usually that they're you know the boys are incredibly mediocre <laughs> right exactly exactly and tina is is loving it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh but, god but uh these are this is a collection of hotties all all uh displaying the the meat yes yeah yes we've the hams. got the meat the- <laughs> <laughs> oh so you know what else we've got is another episode to talk about we do have a whole more ep- one more one whole more episode <laughs> one whole more one more whole episode one whole episode more, more. It's fine. He does this every time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this this one this one is Star versus Forces of Evil, Episode Seven B. 7B sleep spells and it goes a little bit like Star and Marco try to determine who has been redecorating the house. Marco discovers that Star has been sleep spelling. That is (laughs) casting spells with sleepwalking. He tries psychology to try to treat her but he but learns that she is actually trying to defend herself from an intruder revealed to be Princess Smoochie, an ugly goblin elephant princess who wants to steal Star's face so she can avoid getting sent back to St. Olga's Reform School for wayward princesses. Um, now, I'm forgetting last week, because it's on full display in this episode, uh-huh. if, if it hasn't been mentioned yet. Uh, did we talk about the influences of uh, Scott Pilgrim in, on the show? We haven't no. specifically talked about it, no. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I... So I think that's it's it should be pretty clear to anybody who's read the the Scott the Scott Pilgrim books. Yeah, uh, how much they're invoking it this episode. You're you're not wrong. Like it has it has that that vibe about it. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was like the the list of influences that Darren Nessie would like claim for this show. It's like a bunch of weird anime and then like Buffy and Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I mean it's 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 also once you notice it. The uh, the character design is cert- has a certain amount of overlap with Scott Pilgrim sure, as well. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, this... So, this, this is an interesting one. We were trying to find another 11-minuter to watch that wouldn't be like, like, you need to watch other ones to it's, watch yeah, it. And no myth arc, no two-parters. Yeah. And it's a little limiting. A little. And this one, this one is not as good as I remembered it being. Uh, it's kind of a weird... Uh, I don't know. Weird. Execution. It's really joke heavy, though. Yes, like, it, it is. is not. It is not. Um, it doesn't have the same, you know, heart as Muberty or Monster Arm. But it is. It's kind of a banger as a, as yeah. just jokes per minute go. Yeah, yeah, it's a very it's a very jokey one. I got to say, I didn't love this one. Um, I, and part of that, I guess most of it was just this left turn in the middle of the episode that mm-hmm. this whole setup is that star is casting spells in her sleep. Like we don't know what is causing magic to be happening around the house. Um, right. And it, like they wake up in the morning and it's like a jungle and there's monsters everywhere. Yeah. And it's no, like the, the plot is sloppy. It, it almost feels like it was supposed to be twice as long and yeah. somehow. Or like two episode ideas that they kind of shoved into one. Yeah. Uh huh. 
yeah, yeah. it's it it's feels weird. like they don't commit because this first half of the episode is that Marco thinks that maybe Star keeps saving his life and he's is not he's kind of coming up short in saving her life. He wants it to kind of be balanced and he thinks something that he can do is if she's casting spells in her sleep, he can use th- the power of therapy or, or psychology, <laughs> which he has an yeah. A in psychology, and uh, which I guess you take in high school. He says it's like karate for your mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And he thinks he can do this and become Dr. Marco PhD, aka pretty handsome dude. Um, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dr. Marco PhD. What does PhD stand for? Pretty handsome dude. Mom, go back to bed. <laughs> and so he thinks he can do this to, to, you know, return the favor and help help out Star. Yeah. And it's it's going in this pathway and it comes across this revelation that like there's a breakthrough that she's got mother issues that that her mom is overbearing yeah and then and then and it turns then, out that's not it at all it's this it's not it at all there is a different threat that's been living under marco's bed i guess and trying to attack star in the middle of the night uh, it is this totally new character that we meet halfway through the episode. Uh, There's no who hint is, ahead of time. Even that, though, and we've been seeing her definitely just do normal sleep spelling. Like yes. that's the annoying thing. Is like uh-huh. we've we've seen multiple times her kind of just walking around doing doing fun doing fun tricks. Doing yeah. Japes. Um. So I, you're not wrong at all about that. I guess. Um. The fix to it is probably. I'm not even sure. I guess. I guess Star would have to do something in her sleep that sort of attracts this this uh, strange beast, because it is it is this kind of Star versus take on a pretty typical monster, quote unquote monster, like in the prototypical term, like it's a under the bed night creature that wants to steal your face. Like that's yep, <laughs> feels very real, not real, but like a very real manifestation of a. You know, of a human fear that we've mm-hmm. created in various iterations. Well, right. and this creature is this kind of big character that has like a catchphrase yeah. and everything. And we learn about this princess who doesn't want to go back to St. Olga's home for or you wayward know, whatever, princesses, reform school for princesses. Thank you. And it's just it's so weird structurally to have this big character be introduced again in like three quarters of the way through the episode. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Uh, I mean, the delivery of some of her lines is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's like the first thing she says is, "I want your face. Uh, I came here for your face to steal your face." And it kind of seems like they're kind of going almost for like a old Greg from it's Mighty Boosh. Yeah, she's, yeah, this is kind of a little bit of old Greg there. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like. Yeah, it's it's and, and and what she says she wants to do is actually kind of terrifying. She wants to laser Star's face off and then laser her face off and then they swap faces so that Star would go back to say no's instead. Like there's pieces here that could have been fun or spooky or whatever. But yeah, the way the way it's put together is is very very clumsy and funky. I, I get that there's a there's also a version of this episode that is boring that just focuses on the on the the psychology and doesn't have any sort of action. It just feels like they were going that way. And then in the 11th hour, we're like, oh, this isn't fun, is it? Um, <laughs> let's throw yeah. a monster in there and just there's, completely there's a few change, fixes. you know. Like, they, uh, if 
if part of her fear of her overbearing mother was failing her mother and going to reform school, then maybe she casts some spell that gets somebody out of oh, reform totally, school. Totally. You know, yeah. like, there's a lot of little minor fixes that add a little more, you know, a little more continuity to what's going on. Right. Yeah. Cause they go through and there's a moment too, at the beginning where her mother shows up on the, on the mirror call. Yeah. She's um, like a, your a daily like a, reminder. Don't blow it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's halfway through a conversation and I don't even think we see the call end. And it, it's like she's still on the call, and they just never. Well, it's a it's a voicemail. It's a oh, it's a voicemail that was not clear to me. Yeah, it said voicemail or something or oh, on it. Like okay. when when we when it pulled up, it was like yeah, it was like she was checking New her messages voicemail. or something. Got yeah. it. Okay, but yeah, I don't know. It just it, it, things were not tied up because they were suddenly felt like they had to throw it's in not this. a tight episode yeah, yeah. And, um, and then we then we end and they they sort of turn it into a moral episode too right because like we sort of have this conversation debrief at the end where marco's got his little tally of how many times stars saved him versus his paltry like seven or whatever and she's like marco we don't need to get caught up in who saves who all that matters is that we have each other's back and it's sort of like they try and tie this whole mess into a nice little bow and i don't know the bow doesn't fit and that's okay uh-huh uh I think it's it is interesting uh, from perspective where Rory and I love this show to also see kind of where this sh- like the se- first season especially has a couple missteps. I don't know if you've noticed that. Uh, I feel like you you've all you've seen already the episode with Gustav, right? Yes, I have. I think yes, with I, Rob I feel Paulson like I, as a fake exchange yeah. student. Yeah, like that one I also feel like is a is a weird like, oh yeah, that was in the show too. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. we tried some weird shit in season one and some of it was bad. <laughs> so I don't know. I it's 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 I, fun. I feel like they were aware of the direction they wanted to take the show, and for that reason it kind of couldn't just be about a girl who has powers who goes to high school. Um Yeah. They did it did have to sort of go some crazy places enough so that when it goes there for good, not for good, but you know what I mean? Like when it, when it, when it starts to become a much bigger world than that, it feels projected on, you know, onto the same template. Yeah. And again, I think like we just said in C lab, I'll put up with anything for 11 minutes. Yep. Sure. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> and I like I, said, I personally like this episode. I think it's really funny, but I, yeah, I will agree the plotting mm-hmm. is is really sloppy. Yeah, like I, one of the jokes I really liked is uh, you know the, the 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 evil princess is stealing Star off and is about to walk through a portal, and Star's like, "Use your mind, Parati!" And he says, he like s- tries to say some sort of psychological thing to her, and he says, "But you can't keep running from your problems. When you steal other people's faces, all you're really stealing is your future." And like, no, and, I like my future, and it doesn't work at all. And so instead, he just chucks the psychology book at her and knocks her off the roof. Throw the book at her. <laughs> it's funny. It's a, it's there's like Rory says. There's some legitimately funny moments in this, and it is yeah. it is fun. There's also a very terrifying reveal into um Mu wait Muni. I keep, always forget. Yeah. It's such a weird name. Muni. Muni, um, in what therapy in Muni is like, and it's a doctor <laughs> oh, yeah. who fires somebody from a catapult. <laughs> Yeah. It's a it's a jump cut too. It's really sudden. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, we oh have something God. like that in Muni. Flunk <laughs> smash. Yeah. <laughs> we just catapult those people out of town. Yikes. Oh, it's so upsetting. Muni is actually a horrible place. You do yeah, find everybody that out needs eventually. to go to therapy in Muni very badly. Mm-hmm. 
boom, we're back. It's time for our very favorite person in the entire world. It's Serena and her her fun little stories that she do. Uh, and this is Sailor Moon episode 55. Austin, stop me if you've heard this one before. Yeah, brother. The cosmetic caper. I bet I bet I bet you could do this right along with me, Austin. You want oh, to I, yeah, try? I could. I know exactly what you're gonna say. <laughs> Darian begins, begins to, to have, have strange, strange nightmares, nightmares, warning him, him to, to avoid Serena at all costs. costs. So he is so he is forced, forced to break up with her. her. Just, just as the Negaverse starts planning an operation to destroy Crystal Tokyo. See, I, oh, I was told you. Upsetting. I'm sure that came together in the edit real good. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about Crystal Tokyo because that was just mentioned. Uh, yeah. And this is the first time we've heard about <laughs> the existence of Crystal Tokyo or the future existence of future Crystal Tokyo. I love I love the idea that at some point in the not terribly distant future, some city planner is like, you know what? Crystal this bitch. You know, it works so well with Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> like, we see visions of Crystal Tokyo, and it's just Tokyo, except all buildings are are like giant stalactites of crystal. <laughs> yeah, the they gave wildest it the wildest uh, future. The, what the Kryptonian treatment, right? It's sort of a <laughs> fortress of solitude situation. Yeah, very much. Uh, yeah, th- we we learn about it in the context of the bad guys. So these are the the, the Nega Moon sisters and uh, and Rubius. I guess their brother, dad. It's hard to say. I don't really know what Rubius's whole deal is, but they are from the future and they came back in time to stop Crystal Tokyo from becoming Crystal Tokyo. See, this uh, is more of this dub bullshit where they try to loop everything into the Negaverse, but they're from the future. They're not. I mean, they're not from like Queen Beryl's Negaverse. They're different. They're time travelers. And yeah. you're, you're robbing them of whatever their interesting backstory could be. And by trying mm-hmm. to loop this all together. Yeah. But it is very funny. I just <laughs> love the idea of like, at some point, Tokyo's gone and somebody's like, that's cool. We'll do, uh, I've, I've had an idea. I've got some big ideas to throw your way. <laughs> <laughs> you love regular Tokyo. <laughs> you know, get a lot of this. <laughs> well, oh. and and the the unclear part here as well is that they said sort of plan A was to find the girl, and they keep saying the girl, and we're led to assume it's Rini, right? I think that is true, but the the way that they're keeping it vague makes me kind of wonder. Uh, yeah. And then they're like, well, plan B here that we learn in this episode is that. What if we destroyed the crystal nucleus? <laughs> because apparently Crystal Tokyo we can cut be... to a diagram. Yeah. Crystal Tokyo can be dis- destroyed by destroying the crystal nucleus. Which is the middle of Tokyo. <laughs> right. Yeah. And apparently the exact ge- geometric geographic center of Crystal Tokyo is centered at what is currently a... What looks like... A strip mall makeup store called Beauty for You. <laughs> and that is the crystal nucleus. So, yeah. wait. So, so it's unclear though, because they talk about destroying it, but they instead set up a makeup store that they're just trying to give makeup to people. We don't what? really see the plan sort of play all the way through. <laughs> well, we do see Droido, the terrifying <laughs> Droido. makeup monster. <laughs> I guess I guess oh. the the implication is that she's a robot. Uh, yeah. So one of the Negamoon sisters. Her jaw. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
one of the Negamoon <laughs> sisters is the main sort of like uh, uber villain this week. Her name's Birdie, uh, which I looked up. It's not Birdie like a bird. It's B-I-R-T-I-E. Okay. So like Bertie. Uh, doesn't matter. So Birdie has this robot that she sends to, I guess, man the beauty store and use evil makeup <laughs> to sell evil makeup to women. <laughs> it is plot light because there's another plot that takes up a lot more. It's um, so good. It's room. so good. This other thing is so good. And yes. that part is so weird and 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 like Thankfully arcane. brief. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Darian dumps her this week, and it's upsetting. And it's it's like plot convenient bad shit where he's like having spooky visions, and we don't know what they mean, but you can tell he thinks that by distancing himself from Serena, he's gonna save her, mm-hmm. right? But it's got a it's got a few really nice moments nice Uh, surprisingly nice i I really vibed i really vibed with it may have been an excuse that he's just telling serena to you know get her to buy into the breakup oh yeah but i know what you're saying yes i dug it when he was like i don't want to be destined to just be your boyfriend forever i like that's freaky yeah he says why should my whole life be guided by what happened to us in the past i Yeah, he's kind of right. Uh, yes, he's kind of yes, really is. right. Yes, he <laughs> is. <laughs> but yeah. it, it doesn't make it less shitty, right? Because like out of nowhere, he's like turned on a dime and is like, "I don't think we should be together." And then he ups the ante and is like, "I don't. I just don't have the same feelings for you anymore." And Oof. the look and on he's Serena's telling face, her this, she's smiling like, uh, you know, just it's a haunting smile because you yeah. can see her eyes. Yeah. Are are welling up well and it's and the first thing she does is run to a you know phone booth and break down well, it's awful. well kind of i mean so the progression of this is that uh first of all he says it very quickly he says this kind of like we should leave i'm in a bad mood we're gonna break up serena and then she's just kind of in shock like she's kind of has yeah. her composure she's telling all the sailor scouts yeah she um, goes to her girls like what the fuck do i do yeah and they're like, and Amy proposes that maybe it's a, it's a clever ruse so that Serena can spend more time on schoolwork. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was a quickly... funny moment because because immediately what she says is, I wonder, huh? Do you think it's possible Darian staged the whole thing for Serena's benefit? And I was like, oh shit, Amy's reading ahead in the script. She's she's got copies of like the season finale. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, yeah, then it turns out she's like, It's just an idea. But what if he did this because he thought he was distracting Serena from her studies or something, huh? No, that can't uh, be it. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, also, <laughs> little bro, little bro with a moment of clarity. Yes, <laughs> Sammy. For the the fa- the family the family meets Darian briefly before they dump before the, the dumping the great dumping, <laughs> and he's like, "That's full blown a college student. <laughs> that guy's old. Ugh, this guy looks way too old to be Serena's boyfriend." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, also, I love this moment because. Somehow in this moment, so the parents have never met Darian, I guess, yeah, which is mm-hmm. kind of concerning. Um, but <laughs> and they're like, "Who is this man who you're fucking?" And <laughs> and then they look at Rini and are like, "Who is this little bitch?" And apparently, her mind control has worn off or has yeah. failed. And I actually love this concept because normally mm-hmm. this mind control is done as a convenience to avoid <laughs> bullshit down the line. Mm-hmm. 
and to avoid like, oh, all right, that's just f- magic that they all know who she is. And then suddenly it's like, who is this? <laughs> like, yeah. oh no, I have to, oh no, the, the convenience mind control wore off. And now I've got to like, you know, getting drama out of it, which I think I haven't really seen before. And I really yeah. like that yeah. angle. It's funny. I, She's got to like, like- hypnotize the family again. What I really like is that in this in this Darian meets the family moment, right? Like we said, Sammy's like this guy's old. Uh, Dad slowly over the course of the scene comes to the realization that Serena is dating him. That a grown up that a grown up has been grooming his daughter and <laughs> right. sort of freaks out, oh, right? And then he he like is gonna get mad at Darian bails, and then. Her mom kind of leans into Serena and is basically like, nice catch, you little slut. And he's it's like, nice. <laughs> he's really nice. Hey, Serena, he seems like a nice young man. Oh. Why don't you invite him over for dinner so we can get to know him better, okay? Which <laughs> is like, I don't know what's more worrying. You <laughs> know what I mean? Save some for mommy. <laughs> <laughs> can you break me off a piece of that? <laughs> oh god it's it's so weird and worrying but uh but yeah i'm fi- i'm glad somebody finally said that out loud leave it to leave it to sammy yeah this yeah guy's from the mouths of babes <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah and so, so- I, think he could, I think he could pay for car insurance <laughs> <laughs> um so so yeah so there's that like that initial breakup and then the consultation with her friends and then she she goes back to Darian, to his house. And Darian um, has moved on to, I guess, but what looks to like to all outside onlookers could be grooming even someone smaller. Because <laughs> now he's hanging out at his apartment with Rini, laying on the floor, lounging around on the floor. They don't, this is supposedly Serena's cousin. And if not, she's a complete stranger from somewhere else. And she's clearly like six years old, and yeah. Darian's just got her in in his house, hanging out on the floor. And Darian I, doesn't like intrinsically know, like like logically know that right. she's kind of his future daughter. He just knows. And no one, he has no one this watching weird... this show technically knows that either, right? I mean, like right. that is that is technically not revealed to us. So, like, if you're not picking up on the signals, this is really weird. Yes, like as a viewer, even it's really right. weird. Yeah, uh, but. That being said, yeah, so Serena walks in and then they have this whole conversation we were alluding to earlier where he continues breaking up with her. And because Rini's here, she sees Rini's shoes and she's like, Rini's here, isn't she? I know she's just a little kid, but I feel like she's replaced me somehow. And like, God, that's so fucked. Everything about this is so upsetting. And I was like, I was really gutted by this whole. I was moved, yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was bad. It was really bad. And when we, when Serena goes to cry her eyes out in the phone booth, I was just like, Jesus Christ, where has this show taken me? This is intense. Yeah. And then at the, at, at the sort of like, you know, low point of the soul, she sees a flyer for a beauty makeover and is, you know, yeah. is willing to, is willing to sort of trade in her integrity uh-huh. for, uh, for one last shot. Yeah. For, for a multi-level marketing to to check out an mlm yeah tonally it's such a huge like slap in the face though because like while we're seeing these like emotionally devastating scenes then we cut to like birdie with her weird makeup scheme and she's printed a bunch of pamphlets and then we see her like the all the pamphlets get blown away by the wind and she's like oh no was she always a southern belle 
I don't know. She yes. might be. She might. She might always be doing it. She might just be putting it on for this role. It's hard to say. Like yes. the role of makeup mogul. Well, it was not clear before, <laughs> yeah. and then halfway through the episode, she. Oh Lord, I just <laughs> so. Check out my new cosmetic shop. We're selling my specially formulated line of cosmetics. They'll make any girl a beauty for a few minutes, and then she'll be filled with mega energy. And then when Serena takes the bait. That isn't even really specifically for Serena. It's like it seems like they're yeah. just trying to get random ladies and turn them evil and make like a headquarters for evil people here at the Crystal Nucleus. <laughs> uh, and so Serena takes the bait. And when she goes to the makeup store, the lady running the store sounds like a mix of Molly and Meowth, like full on like ridiculous New York accent. Yeah, I got some real Pokemon vibes actually from. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and she drops this really awful line. Do you think makeup will make my ex-boyfriend like me again? Oh, yeah. The thicker the makeup, the more men are attracted to you. That's my experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... it's which a, I think is funny because it sort of implies she's a hideous monster, which she is. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, and I, I, I do like, I do like it because it, you know... Some of that shit is pretty predatory, you know. A lot of the ma- the marketing about like the shit to women. It's- in and in, in the in the dub, which uh, maybe in both, but the Serena turns on a dime to be like, "Hey, Darian's not like that. He's, you know, he's a good person who sees my heart." Uh-huh. And it's like that may be true, but in this moment, you're broken and willing uh-huh. to and desperate, and yeah. I don't believe this. This weird stance, this weird moral stance you're taking mm-hmm. in the middle of your low point. Yeah, but exactly. Also, I do think that we've had enough. This is episode like sure. sixty. Yeah, we can see her snap that, out like, of it. We've had yeah. enough Serena character development for her to not necessarily just like, oh, do you really think so? I'll buy sixty makeup. <laughs> she, you really think that? I'll buy the do entire. Do you really think that? <laughs> I'll, I'll buy the entire collection. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, this arc has lacked Molly. I miss Molly so I much. I miss Molly. Where's Molly? <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously, very shortly after this, like Luna's followed Serena, and she thinks there's something weird about the store. And so then the the clerk transforms into Droido, the spooky makeup <laughs> robot who breathes evil, melting makeup. Uh, <laughs> Some sort of melt gas powder. <laughs> <laughs> she opens her mouth like a horror film. And can flatten cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's got a magical like p- powder puff that can flatten cats and sh- and her breath is evil makeup that melts everything. Yeah, and when and when Serena blasts her face off, it's kind of alarming. Oh, and God. then this like and then, and then this like strange blinded monster is like try- like just trying to draw a face back. Oh my god. It's, it's chaos. creepy as shit. It's, it's chaos. It's, it's so cool. It yeah. might be one of the coolest moments of the entire show so far. Actually. I agree. I agree. It's very striking. I was so surprised when she yelled out where'd my face go and then to see her drawing really sloppy. like settingly very sloppy eyes back on with eye pencil and being yeah. like come on oh, oh everything's fine and drawing her face back yeah, yeah it's it's like the scene in saving private ryan on the beach where that guy's like shoveling his yeah. guts back yeah. inside himself <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's with like it's like <laughs> eyebrow pencil you know third grade anime eyes on, on a blank face yeah how to draw oh. anime god <laughs> 
Yeah. Shit. Yeah. It was a really, it was a really neat, like, in, in a way that most of these monster interactions that, Sal- that Serena has had over the course of the last 50 episodes have usually been cut and paste. They, mm-hmm. I feel like they really played with the, with the ramifications of the powers here. It's funny uh, too, because like of the monsters we've gotten, this probably of screen time, probably the least amount of screen time of any of the monsters. It's kind and of a Hannibal Lecter moment. Comes in and has the mm-hmm. most like interesting moment. Yeah. And, uh, that's, you know, impressive. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, Tuxedo Mask shows up. Uh, they fight it. They fight it off. Serena turns this Serena turns Droido into into goo. Uh, and then they have another conversation. She's like, see, you do care about me. And he's like, no, that was for old time's sake. <laughs> and, and he says, let's leave it in the, let's leave what's in the past where it belongs. And he stalks and off. Sh- and she also breaks now. I mean, I, at this point, it's kind of old news to, to the viewer, but to my recollection, this is the first time she's called him Darian outside of. Yeah. The, yeah. Like in the tuxedo mask garb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like she's, she really breaks down that barrier and is like, Darian, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Yeah, because she kept on? it up for the beginning. Like, ah, oh, Tuxedo Mask, you've returned. Does that mean? Yeah, like, oh, we're playing our little games again, right? right. Our little yeah, costumes, yeah, our yeah. role play. <laughs> and then she drops it at the end, like, Darian. Yeah, it's it's cool. It all feels very mm-hmm. methodical. Like, it's it feels very intentional. Uh, Something I felt like I, I would I would probably put down at least $5 on a bet here because I did not go and look at the original in Japanese for this week. Uh, at the end, as we're sort of panning out, Serena's mouth is not moving as she says this, which of course could be like, oh, she's thinking it in her mind. But there is dialogue as the camera pans out where she's like, I understand, Darian. I'll become tougher and win your heart back. You'll see we're destined to be together forever. And that feels very like a dub cast trying to put a little button at the end where they're like, boy, this episode ends really sad. Maybe Uh we can kind (laughs) of put a little uptick on the end because in in the original, I guarantee you it is a quiet, textless, sad pan out on a very broken Serena. Oh, 100 (laughs) percent. Because that's, you know, what people with taste would do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I know we don't normally want to anymore talk about the sailor says, but I actually thought this was kind of noteworthy. Uh, this one's all about wearing sunscreen. And (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny too, because it's the first episode that really had a sailor says to do Uh like, yeah, all the makeup stuff. And it's kind of in the episode proper, but then they, then they cut to a fairly informative PSA about sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if anything, I mean, you could talk about a lot of stuff. You could talk about like breakups. You could talk about like, mm-hmm. look, like feeling the pain of loss is like a real thing that you're going to go through, but it's not the end of the world. Or, you know, like, yeah, they, you don't have to feel options. pretty to wear makeup. I don't know, like things like some people wear makeup, but you don't have to. Well, that's what I'm, yeah. But like. And that's, like I said, that's what, that's what I meant when I said, yeah. like, it's kind of in the episode proper. There is a sort of morality of the, of makeup and an inner and outer beauty in that scene. Yeah. And they just. That is addressed. Completely <laughs> skip. Blow right over <laughs> they, it. They go, yeah. for, they go for this sort of, which again, great, very useful. Well, uh, and what I thought was kind of interesting about it as well, I know that like the ozone layer was definitely like a topic of discussion in the 90s. Topic. But like at the same time, it is kind of like Sailor Mercury says global warming's real and the sailor says a little bit. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yes, especially now that the ozone layer is so thin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit's worse now. You should wear sunscreen every day. <laughs> yeah. Get used to our new future with no ozone layer. And everything's made of crystal. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everyone in Crystal Tokyo wears sunscreen. You're going to want to get All on right, that bandwagon. Let's get out of here. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. Uh, it's the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. Wait, are you guys normally... Wait, normally you guys I'm say... Austin. No, I'm Austin. Nah, you know, what, you, know what, you, know what, you know what threw me in that moment, Austin? Is not that you did it uh, over again. It's that you didn't say a children's podcast about adult cartoons this time, like you did at the front of the, of the episode. Uh, which you didn't let me comment on because you you had this whole thing about a time loop that you really wanted to barrel over with, but <laughs> but but now I have the time to sort of call you out on how this is a children's podcast. Maybe maybe turn your brain on, okay? This is, a, this is professional work, okay? <laughs> See, this is actually this is still incredible because none of this has happened before. <laughs> this has never happened in any of these loops. You've never had the nuts to call me out <laughs> on, and I've said this every loop, and you've just never. Wow. You've never been able to say anything. And so I I might be breaking out. I, I think I, there might be this might be the end of my loop. It turns out the loop was all about me finding the balls. <laughs> turns out the loop was in me all along. <laughs> yeah, it turns out this wasn't my story. This was to get Andy to sort of, you know, uh find courage. And wow. uh I wow. think I can finally go I I can finally die. <laughs> I can finally sleep. <laughs> finally yeah. go to heaven. I hope. Um, I hope. Everyone knows time loops end in heaven. <laughs> At the end of the time loop, you get to go to heaven. Got a good news. Got a good news. Bad news situation for you. <laughs> Look, I've been in this loop for sixty years. <sighs> well, <laughs> I've had wives. <laughs> <laughs> for the oh, all the, all lovers. The, boy, I've tried a lot of passes, at y'all, during these like <laughs> more experimental runs of this podcast. Uh, you know, to varying effects. Did you um, figure out what all my what all my buttons are? Did did any of them work? No. Damn. All right. Well, that's that makes sense. But you know, what has been a real comfort is getting to watch these episodes every time and getting to watch. Wait, you those... you prep again every time? I have to. Yeah, I got to be ready. I don't want to forget. <laughs> it's been sixty years. <laughs> Yeah. Well, for your sake, I hope that we end up out of this loop for next week so that you can actually watch another episode of Sailor Moon. And I don't even know what would happen. It's all I know. <laughs> yeah. It's this I'm... very sad episode of Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this was, this was a really good week. I'm, I'm, I'm super pleased. I'm so excited to keep going on this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sailor, Sailor Moon is nothing but a, a wonderful comfort to me in these terrifying, terrifying times. I'm really excited also. Like, I want to see more Star, obviously, and I will watch mm -hmm. the rest of the show and uh, uh, beyond this. But I'm also really interested to see these other these yeah. other Magical Girls shows down the line. Yeah. Uh, we, and kind of two very, very different shows uh, for later in this arc. So, mm -hmm. And I know that we're kind of we're watching these part of, you know, just for discourse, right? Just to sort of have yeah. some interesting examinations. And we can't really do that yet. Um, other than just like, yeah, we can see that there's a connection, right? I <laughs> yeah. Mean, and it is interesting to see. I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens as we sort of build out the lexicon of magical girl shows. Uh, yeah. To, well, and I think to it's incorporate it's, into the conversation. It's interesting to have started with something like Star 2, right? Because that's kind of like the end of the game of telephone where we're at right now. And yeah. you kind of don't recognize a lot of the tropes. And there's, there's so much other bleed from other places, you know? 
right. other two the other two shows that we're going to watch are a lot more like pure uh you know obvious influences on their sleeve and and really sticking to the magical girl well and this is this is no poke clones right because like the magical girl genre inherently is not about marketing right it's not about merchandising right. in the way mm-hmm. the poke clones is and so poke clones we had some very bald copycats yeah. Because it's about that moolah, baby. It's about that cash. And Magical Girl is more of like it's, for an it's audience. It's almost you know? a whole genre. Yeah. It's, and and it's for, you know, it's for speaking and, and delivering this sort of dream and this fantasy and, and this kind of like way of communicating to women, to young women, like this yeah. cool power. And and the genre has kind of devolved a lot. I mean, there's with any genre, there are going to be the low effort entries that kind of are like, oh, yeah, I wear the clothes. Here's all the clothes of that thing that we're imitating, right? And yeah. so, like, you have a ton of really shitty magical girl shows, I will fully admit, that I've watched a couple episodes of and then never made it past because it's like, yeah, the, the whiny little high-voiced team of girlfriends and they all get their rods and they all get their fun little outfits and they do their transformation sequences. It's like, that's not, that's not coming up with something cool. That's just doing the same thing with, with different names on it. Right. Right. And so I'm, I'm mostly interested in the stuff that sort of takes those ideas and, and seriously iterates and like comes up with new shit. They're doing Seinfeld with different characters. You know? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Seinfeld is the best magical girl anime. Seinfeld, yeah, you remember when all the Seinfelds uh, get get their magic powers? That's what they're called, right? The Seinfelds. All the Seinfelds. <laughs> you remember when George Seinfeld gets his uh, magic rod? When Kramer Seinfeld and Seinfeld um, Seinfeld, <laughs> Seinfeld Seinfeld, Sailor Seinfeld. <laughs> Oh fuck! Okay, we gotta, we gotta. <laughs> this see one, this one's we done. Go. This one's this done. This one's over. Yeah, <sighs> the Nega Newman is gonna come for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though. Seinfeld, the Sailor Seinfeld stuff. Every loop, every time. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> yeah, I like that we found a much better theme for the week. Five <laughs> seconds before the episode ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it brings me jo- no joy to say. We'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>